What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Live Loud Life Podcast. My name is Dr. Antonio, your host of the Live Loud Life Podcast. Um, my wife and I, for those of you who are new to the show, my wife and I, we own Live Loud Chiropractic and Coaching. We're based out of Lafayette, Colorado. Uh, we have recently rebranded, formerly known as Enhanced Movements and uh, Gaia Women's Health recombining, joining forces, doing all that fun stuff. We have a new building that's coming, or not new building, we have a new office um, that's part of a building that we're super stoked about to be able to um, uh, add some additional, additional services and just have more space, do more movement therapies, more rehab, more movement exploration with our patients and our clients and the kids that come in. So we're just, we're just, we're just so, so excited about that next phase. And we're just really grateful that this opportunity has been, um, you know, uh, presented itself and we're able to, to do something like this, especially in spite of, you know, just a rough year for so many businesses and so many people. So we're super thankful for all of the patients and all the clients that we've had that's, that support our message and that share our message. So thank you for all of you that are listening. We hope that you find this content very valuable um, and very useful and that you're sharing it with others so that, again, this the, um, this information and this content around health, wellness, and how we recover from injury and how we parent better uh, and really just how we can live a louder life. And that's what our, and that's what our, and that's what our mission is. We're hoping that we can be a guide and a resource to help you live the adventurous life you're made for, whether that is information about parenting, whether that is information about how to move and technique and form and lifting and programming. Uh, we don't want to be the jack of all trades, but this is stuff that interests us. And this is stuff that we talk about with our patients. And more importantly, this is stuff that's worked in our life. Like this is trial and error on our end. Um, now, again, with that, it's if it works for us, doesn't mean it's going to work for you. But, you know, we've tried so many things over the time. This guy saying this, hey, this works well for me. Tried implementing it. Mm, didn't work in my life. Maybe it's also a seasonal thing, right? We have three kids, five and a half year old, a three year old and a one year old. So, you know, when people talk about this one, this one cracks me up, which is great if you do it. I'm not saying it's not good, but have a morning routine, right? Everyone talks about have a morning routine. I was like, I mean, you got three kids at that age. You don't got a morning routine. You're navigating diapers, making sure everyone actually brushes their teeth. Next thing you know, you're cooking breakfast, but someone needs a butt wipe. Man, you're all over the place. My morning routine is triage 101, but that's okay. That's season of life. And that's, what's fun about it. Um, uh, so we, that's, that, I mean, that's, that's, who we are. We want you to live loud. We want you to, we want you to, we want you to live your life. We want you to find things that you enjoy doing. And if you can do it, hopefully we can be a resource that helps with that. Um, and, 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 and navigate this life together with friends, with family, just get out there and start living loud. Today, we're going to be talking about injuries. Last week, we had an episode about the nutritional support, macro nutrients, carbohydrates, proteins, and fats, as well as micronutrients, some vitamins, some minerals that can help you if you actually have uh, injury that, that has sustained tissue damage, if you need to rebuild and recover from that. This is going to be kind of a sidebar part two to that, where we're going to be talking about the infamous ice. Should you ice your injuries? And previously, it was this RICE protocol, which stood for rest, ice, compression, and elevation. And that was, that was what you're instructed to do. You sprain an ankle, you tear a muscle, you pull, you know, so whatever it is, make sure you rest. Make sure you ice it. Excuse me, add some compression and then elevate it. Elevation and all, 
basically that you have three then, uh, well, actually all four of them realistically. When you're resting, your uh, your cardiovascular system's obviously not working that hard, so your blood flow kind of becomes a little bit more stagnant and reduces. Obviously, it's not so stagnant; it's it's at a, a whole bad level. But you know, you're not able to send more blood to an area to then pull out all the damaged tissue and bring new stuff in. Ice obviously shunts blood. When you ice a certain area, you're actually going to get um, uh, capillary constriction. So you're shutting the valve, you're set, shutting off the high wave to bring blood in. Compression will do the same thing. If you've ever held or done a compression sleeve or tie, you know, wrap something tight around your arm, you obviously know compression cuts off blood. And then elevation, you put the area that's injured higher than your heart is what they recommend. And that helps decrease blood flow as well. So everything that we just stated helps decrease blood flow. But what's your body trying to do? Your body's trying to fix it. Your body needs to fix it. And what does it need to do that? It needs blood flow. It needs the blood. So this is where the controversy comes in, right? And in the previous episode, we talked about the nutritional support for that. Obviously, nutrition is not going to like increase your blood flow, but there are uh, supplements, nutritions, vitamins, and minerals that are supportive of developing red blood cells and bringing new tissue, bringing protein to actually rebuild it. So we want those highways open. Now, ice can still be beneficial. It can help reduce a lot of pain. So if someone's in an, an immense amount of pain, it can be something that helps reduce pain, especially if they don't want to take any medication. Not a lot of downside to ice, depending we're not overusing it, right? So that can be highly beneficial if you're if you're in a lot of pain. And the inflammatory process, as we indicated in the previous episode, as to why we want a slightly more anti-inflammatory diet, just in general too, is it can go a little out of control, right? We want to manage swelling. We want to allow swelling, but we want to manage swelling. If your ankle gets so swollen that you can't even move it, and that in and of itself is bring, putting more maybe pressure on free nerve endings and causing you know maybe numbness or other issues like that, yeah, that's a little out of control, and we want to manage that. Okay, so here are two here are two additional acronyms that are beneficial when we're talking about um, uh, alternative methods to not icing. Okay. So it's peace and love, peace and love, peace, protect, elevate, avoid, compress, educate. And we'll get into uh, educate. Uh, that's at the end. We'll talk a little bit more about that, but we're going to go through this. So, so protection, right? What does that mean? Well, you know, you, you injure an area, you want to be a little bit more mindful of it. You might need to add a little bit of added protection so that you're not uh, uh, hitting the area, causing more damage. Protection might might also mean reducing certain ranges of motion while that injury just happened, so that we're not pulling or tugging on tissue uh, tissue ends that have been pulled apart from each other. Elevate. Here's a here's so elevate and the compression are still in this, but again, this is about managing swelling, not eliminating swelling. Ice is very, very effective at really turning off a lot of that swelling. Elevation is obviously going to still help. It's still going to, your blood flow is still going to get to the area, but it helps slow it down a little bit. So a little bit of elevation is okay. Avoid, avoid, this kind of goes with the protection. Avoid anti-inflammatory mechanisms, or sorry, 
avoid anti-inflammatory medication, um, but you also want to be avoiding um, those movements that could be damaging the tissue that's trying to go through that rebuilding process and was just injured. But what's interesting is a lot of times anti-inflammatory medication, it can have negative effects on the tissue regeneration that you're trying to that you're trying to fix. We do know steroid injections, right? Steroid injections is still very common practice for joint injuries that maybe aren't responding well to either oral steroids or uh, other forms of um, other forms of pain reduction, uh, other forms of rehab, whatever that is. Is like, hey, we've been trying these things for a while. Might as well try a steroid shot, right? But prolonged steroid use actually degenerates and, and, and breaks down tissue. So if you're trying to rebuild tissue, why would you also want to break it down, right? And it doesn't differentiate the, between the tissue. So that's something that's something interesting and important to remember is, you know, maybe steroid use and especially anti-inflammatories are not medications. It's not the best route for you. Your body can do this on its own, Right anti-inflammatories. Why take a medication when we know that compression and elevation and even sometimes ice, again, we're not we're not throwing the baby out with bathwater here, um, can be highly beneficial. So then we have compression, taping or, taping, uh, taping or some sort of wraps can sometimes help manage the, manage the amount of excess swelling. And what's nice about those two is if you're, if you're managing the swelling at the same time, it oftentimes will allow you to, to get into that movement phase that movement phase uh, a little earlier and and a little bit more comfortably, and then education educate right. You're we're taught we're educating about the recovery process, the nutrition side right. We're education about some soft tissue therapies that can also be advantageous and supportive. Oftentimes the surrounding muscular the muscles around the joint that was injured, or if it was a muscle itself, neighboring muscles with the injured muscle torn torn muscle, those will tend to get very tight. And rightfully so, because it's trying to protect what was what was injured, which is okay. But oftentimes, again, as we know with the inflammatory stage, that can kind of go a little haywire and out of control. That guarding and protection can also take it too far, restrict your movement, and cause some pain in of itself. If my if my if my muscles are just squeezed in twenty four seven in protection mode, they're going to become they're going to they're going to become you know a little they're going to become kind of angry and tight cuz they're not getting as much blood flow themselves as they shut off blood flow by squeezing and so we can work on the the surrounding soft tissue to help with pain reduction increase the mechanostimulation around the area which also desensitizes the amount of pain that's why sometimes just light massage over the injured site can also help reduce pain and also improve the swelling a little bit. So this is part of the education process. It's not just, hey, sit and wait and wait for things to get better. We can be proactive. Now, with that, after the peace, you get the you get the love, peace and love, right? Load optimization, vascularization, and then exercise. So we talked about this in the nutritional component is you need, um, with with the proliferation phase, you also have the remodeling phase. And with the remodeling, we comes load. If I had a tendon injury, we want that tendon, those, those loose ends to connect together, obviously. But we want to do that and continue to try to move the tendon so that we get the extensibility and that kind of elastic ability out of the tendon that we need. And with that tendons in particular and soft tissues, they get stronger with load, right? 
athletes, their tendons and their ligaments and their bones even, and with bones, it's called Wolf's Law, but when you, when you stress the body more and when you stress certain tissues more, they become strong and more resilient. So this is part of remodeling. This is part of that rebuilding phase. You need to load the tissue as it's building so that you can continue to make it stronger and stronger. Okay. Optimization, right? This is this is very similar to just the same thing we're talking about, right? Um, we're we're also optimization also comes into play with the brain's role, right? We're trying to optimize your movement strategies, your motor patterns, how you move so that you don't create compensatory uh, movement patterns as a result of the injury. This is where balance training, you know, comes in. If we're talking about an ankle rehab um, injury as well, you need to teach the nervous system in the body how to, how to, how to re-optimize the function of that particular area that was injured. And the only way you can do that is movement, right? You load it. That's a little bit, uh, let's, let's, we'll back it up, right? Let's say for instance, we had a bicep injury, right? Loading would be very, very particular. Like I can do bicep, uh, controlled bicep curls, eccentric bicep curls, um, things that are specific to loading that actual tissue that I'm trying to do for an Achilles. It would be um, heel raises or deficit heel raises so that my Achilles is being stretched as I go, as my heel goes below a stair, that would be direct loading. Optimization would then be the transition into a more functional rehab approach, starting slowly into some bounding, some jumping, some single leg hops, teaching the catch stance of uh, maybe an Olympic lift or doing a like kind of a broad jump and focusing on the catch sequence so that you can eccentrically load the ankle, the knees, and the hips simultaneously and not feel off balance, right? That's optimization. And then vascularization, right? We do know as we're still going through this remodeling phase, we're constantly going to be be focused and building, continue to rebuild those blocks, especially if you're going through that loading phase, right? This happens just with exercise. You see increased vascularization and capillary density when you exercise and when you do strength training. It makes the tissues that you're using more efficient. And so just doing exercises, even just such as cardio, but also direct loading principles to the area is going to continue to help the vascularization process, rebuild any of those capillary beds that were damaged with the injury as well. So that's going to be a poor, an important component of the LOVE acronym. And then that last part, it goes with this is exercise, right? Optimization, vascularization, and exercise, they all kind of go hand in hand, but we're trying to get you back up to that, that full level of exercise sports participation, so on and so forth. Hopefully we've cleared out a lot of the compensatory patterns um, that we see so that we're not uh, uh, overloading other tissue. And, and in general, we need, to, we need to make sure that the tissue that was injured has enough time. We've seen so many sports uh, injuries and high-level athletes try to return too quickly because we, we want to get back to the game, rightfully so, and to be honest, we see this a lot with the with the everyday Joes, right? I got they tweak something pretty good, or they had an injury, but they got to get back to their CrossFit gas. They got to get back to their boot camp. They got to get back to running. They got to get back to cycling, whatever it is. And they don't allow enough of that rebuilding phase at a sub at a sub training level from what they were before. 
thus usually setting them up to some sort of re-injury or or other issue down the road. So it it would it would make a lot of sense for you to do a lot more of that care and that work up front to make that recovery cycle easier, right? Rather than having all these ups and downs on the road to recovery, we think of it as a little bit more of an exponential curve, right? While we are still moving, we're going a little bit slower and a little bit gradual, obviously still faster than just rest, ice, compress, and elevate, but we want that rebuilding phase to be a little bit more gradual, making sure we're doing all the right stuff, and then it's a lot easier to make that curve upwards towards recovery and success because you've done and you've laid the groundwork and then let the tissue actually go through the healing, rebuilding phase, so on and so forth. So again, throwing out some alternatives here. While... While we don't feel that ice is maybe the best idea, it still has its place, right? So should you ice your injuries? It depends. I think there's an opportunity for icing injuries. And, and again, a lot of so much of this just depends on the extent of the injury. You actually rupture and tear something so much that you have extensive amount of bruising and swelling, ice can be super beneficial. But what we're talking about is oftentimes the prolonged or chronic use of ice, one of the main questions that we get, that's why we have this topic, right? Is someone's got a little bit of an achy bag, well, should I ice it? I was like, well, no, like there's no inflammation here. What's the point of ice other than it feels good for you? If it feels good and it helps you feel a bit better, fine. But why ice constricts. Oftentimes for all of these achy pains that we have is we need heat, we need blood flow, we need movement. We need to get things going so that all the crap that's stagnant from our sedentary lifestyle, and even if you just exercise one hour a day, if you're working 13 hours a day and you exercise one hour a day, you haven't tipped the scales enough. You can't check that box for physical activity, right? That's uh, that's still below what we would consider like standard or, or average amount of exercise and physical participation that we should be doing. So you need to get moving. More times than not, ice is not the answer, but it can be advantageous depending on the extent of your injury. And how do you know? I don't know. I don't know what your injury is. Reach out. Find someone who's qualified to help you. Don't just assume that the rest ice compressed medication route is going to be the best for you. Oftentimes, it leads to chronic injuries. It leads to a lack of recovery because we just wait for pain to go away, and then you just jump right back on the horse without actually going through the necessary rebuilding and remodeling phase. Find a provider. Find a find an athletic trainer. Find a strength coach. Find a personal trainer who's who's savvy with this physical therapist or even a chiropractor. Actor, right? All of those individuals would be able to help you and set you up with a better plan so that you're not just lying around waiting for stuff to happen. So I hope this is beneficial for you. Again, we, uh, we get this question a lot because people tweak stuff, they get injured. Um, but the main, but the, but the main course of action is still ice. And I just want you to rethink that and, and see if there's a different way or in a different method that might be able to help you recover a little bit faster. Uh, thanks for tuning in guys. Um, uh, again, please subscribe if you have not subscribed, whether on YouTube or on whatever platform you enjoy listening to this. If you found this useful, or if you know of someone who just went through an injury, share this with them. It takes a couple clicks for you to just pass this along. And then hopefully someone else can grab this content and apply it to their life and put some value forth towards that. And as always, we love hearing your comments. If you got questions, if you got topics you want to hear, reach out. We want to be able to provide some solutions and answers and bring some more guests that can help get that information to you 
so that you can keep living that adventurous life that you're made for. It is spring here in Colorado, and I am super jazzed about summer. Kids are a little bit older, and we're going to get out and live this summer up. Summer last year with 2020 was slightly limited, obviously, compared to what you can do, but we got the paddle boards ready. We got the mountain bikes ready. Like We are ready to hit this, and I want you guys to be able to get out and do whatever you want to be able to do, not feeling limited, feeling confident in your body, and if we can help you at all in any way, capacity, shape, or form, do not hesitate to reach out. We love you guys, and we'll see you next time. Live loud.